Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 167 of The Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How you doing? I'm good. I'm excited for today's topic, which is about as boring as you can get, but (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be fun. Um, We're going to talk about laundry today. And as I was prepping this, I was thinking about like, no matter where you are in motherhood, no matter what your socioeconomic status is, what part of the country you live in. If you don't have to deal with laundry on a weekly basis, I, I'm i not sure. Wait, who what, are you? Who are you? You know, <laughs> who are you? I mean, yeah. if you're Beyonce. Unless you're bagging it all up and taking it to like a laundromat where they do. They have a wash and fold service. Yeah. yeah. But I looked at that and it's like they pay, you pay by the pound and I have a lot of pounds of laundry. And I didn't you, even want to do the math. And don't you feel like you would still be laying your hands on the clothes and thinking oh, yeah. about it and planning yes. it and scheduling it and picking up? Picking oh, yeah, it up. Yeah. So It'll I feel be a like lot of work. unless you're Beyonce or you live in a nudist colony, I'm guessing oh. you deal with laundry. And what so what about a Beyonce in a nudist colony? That's <laughs> well, and that's a thought. If there is that, I'm sure they're listening to um, our podcast. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to talk about laundry, everything from like our own kind of habits and tips for staying on top of it and little quirks that we have as we move through the piles and piles of laundry that having children provides. So. And I have had a lot in the past, like a lot, a lot of thoughts about laundry. Yeah. And it's become kind of a little more, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for here? A little less fun and romanticized in my life because my because it's changed. My yeah. my needs have changed. Yeah. Um, but it's this is still a fun topic and it'll be fun to go down like laundry memory lane as well. Yeah, it is. It's a very so much. um I know you have written about that, but it's a very kind of like intimate way to be connected to your family through yeah. the clothes. Yes. So it's going to be good. They dirty that you have to touch with your hands (laughs) all the every day. Yes. Endlessly. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. 
Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, we're talking about laundry, Megan. I mean, you have a unique situation right now. Do you want to start there? Because don't you have a broken washer? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is the stupid thing. My washing machine, okay, so when I moved into this place, the previous tenants were selling their dryer. Sorry, I had to remember which one it was. And the landlord was like, do you want it? And I paid like 150 bucks for it. It was really cheap. I had another one at the old house, but I didn't want to move it. It's like a real hassle to move a washer dryer. It was getting older. And then I thought instead of having to deal with that, I'll just buy this other one. And then my landlord gave me the washer um, for free. So when... (laughs) When I moved in, it's just been like one cluster after another. It was like first the dryer stopped working. Well, first the washer wasn't working, but I realized it was because the um the the hot water wasn't input thing was blocked off. So oh. if I ever had it set to warm, it just wouldn't fill. Got it. Only cold would fill. So after a while I figured that out. I just rerouted it somehow or I had someone else do that for me. And then um then the dryer stopped heating up. So the washer currently does work. There was another day when I thought it was broken. Well, actually, Isaac comes running up to the basement. He's like, the water, the washing machine's flooding everywhere. <laughs> and it was because someone bumped the hose out of the sink. You uh, know how like it yes. drains in the yes. sink. So that was totally human error. Um, 
So now I have a functional washing machine and a not functional dryer. It's been that way for two months. I could just replace it, but I haven't because it's just one more thing. You know, it's like one more thing I have to spend money on. And I bought it, you know, sight unseen and it was newer and it's not like they sold me a lemon. It just worked out that way. But I feel like I have kind of no leg to stand on. So are you doing a lot of hang drying? No, I am. You're going. No, I'm going elsewhere. So what I and so then what I started to do was go to the laundromat because I can do an entire week's worth of laundry in like an hour. Yep. And I've kind of gotten hooked on it. Yeah. Now. So, I loved it when I was in my 20s. Yeah. I've never done it with kids, but pre-kids, it's I loved great, it. It's great because you can go in and use those enormous washing yep. machines that are like two or three, you know, and I can walk in like with six loads yep. and be out in and out and I'll run errands. It's right across yep. the street from the grocery store. I'll run errands while it's running. So it's not bad, but it's totally not ideal. Like I do not want to have to leave my house to do yep. laundry. Right. So now I'm in the place where I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and shop for a new dryer and I don't want to and I'm just digging like I'm just dragging my feet yeah. for no good reason it's just okay so stupid well most of what we're going to talk about today <laughs> Sorry, that was is, like a big bummer I know to start like, the episode hey, with. let's talk about laundry wah, wah. <laughs> but most of what we're going to talk about I would say you can remember to when you had a normal laundry situation like not a yeah it hasn't been that dryer. long I'm not you know <laughs> I'm not like so far gone that I can't remember what it was like to have a real yes it's a, a part of our lives. Okay, so the way it I'm going to do this, I have like kind of rapid fire questions because I think it's kind of fascinating to figure out how other people manage their homes in this way. And laundry is probably the least visible of all the home chores. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, agreed. Like you could know someone really well and not really know their laundry situation. Um, so I'm going to just kind of ask you a bunch of questions and then I'll answer them too. But my first question is, how do the clothes in your house identify themselves as dirty and how do the children identify clothes as dirty so do you have baskets in every kid's room are kids required to like bring you dirty clothes how do you know when it's time to do laundry and where are the dirty clothes so this is something that's changed a lot yeah as my kids have gotten older so I would have said if it was five years ago I would have said everybody had a hamper Mm -hmm. or a basket and it was their job to put their dirty clothes into the basket or the hamper, but I would go around and collect. And if I didn't collect them, I would at least notice they were getting full and ask the kids on a certain day to bring them down. Um, now at that point, Clara was still living out of a laundry basket. Her bedroom was on the second floor. Mine was on the first. So she, she did all of her clothes out of a laundry basket in my room for years. I remember that. Yeah. I didn't want to have to climb the stairs to check on her clothes all the time. It just was so much simpler. So now she's in a bedroom right across the hall from me. And, um, I just ask her to keep her clothes up off the floor. Okay. So I don't, I really have a thing about dirty clothes on the floor. Now, one thing is that I don't really have to worry about that with the boys because I don't go in their rooms very often. So you would just ask them, bring me your clothes. So you don't know if they're on the floor or not, really. But I do have to go in there every now and then to like do stuff with the dog or whatever. So I will. So what happens is I get to a point where I'm like, why are there all these clothes on the floor? (laughs) Why you have a basket? You right there. Why aren't the clothes in that basket? The answer is usually because I didn't get around to putting away the clean clothes out of that basket. Right. And I don't want to complain too hard because we did go through a phase where they were consistently putting dirty clothes on top of folded clean clothes. And then I was rewashing folded clean yeah, clothes and not figuring worst. it out yeah. until I pulled them out of the dryer folded. Yeah. And then I would want to hurt somebody. Yeah. So um, for the most part, and like Isaac takes care of his own now, he's 18. So for the most part, I just say, hey, everyone bring me your laundry. And they do. Yeah. 
No, that makes sense. Do your kids. uh, So I have a couple. Allegra has a hamper in her closet and I will either ask her to bring it out or if I am doing laundry, I will just go in and get it. Um, The little kids, their rooms are fairly small and they're right across the hall from each other. And there's um, our upstairs hallway kind of all rooms open out into like this kind of big landing. And it's not very big. It's like once you're at the top of the stairs, you literally can go in any room that's up there. And you could also throw clothes from the top from the second floor to the first if you wanted to. I did think that last time I was at your house that I would be very tempted to have like a huge basket on the ground floor. (laughs) Yeah. And just chuck stuff over the side. Yeah. But except my laundry's upstairs. The laundry. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) So that wouldn't help at all. So Okay. So (laughs) we have an upstairs laundry basket that's right outside the kid's bathroom. And for Reed and Violet, they actually don't have hampers in their room at all. Because up until recently, when I talked about how Reed is now super private and likes to change in private. But up until recently, they were tearing off their clothes like wherever they were. And so I just trained them to drop it in like the main laundry basket. So there's a main laundry basket upstairs. Um, Brian and I have one in our closet, but actually the one that is up there because it's so centrally located, it's a great place to drop any laundry of anyone. So it doesn't belong to a particular person. And then when that is full or half full, or I know that there's something I need is that's kind of my cue to do it. Um, Yeah. Clothes on the floor is a hard one. I was going to ask you if like if you have anything where like you won't do, you won't clean clothes that are on the floor. So it's like the kids loss if their clothes don't get clean. That would just punish me. Yeah. Why would I, I don't want them wearing yeah. dirty clothes. Right. Yeah. That's one of those like natural consequences that I feel work. like just punishes the parent. Yeah. There's, you know, my kids also smell bad if right. they don't, you know what I mean? It's not, they're not like little kids anymore where they can get away with wearing right. the same thing. And they wouldn't care. I'd be the one who right. would care. And that's the thing. So yeah, <laughs> no, okay. that doesn't work, unfortunately. And honestly, once I just say, hey, go get your clothes off the floor and bring them to me, they yeah. do. It's not like they won't do that. Right. It's not like it was in the old house. So like my old house was so much bigger and there were two places where dirty clothes congregated. They were in public, like in public places. Yes. It One was right by the heater at the bottom of the stairs, mm-hmm. um, like in the TV room, because the kids would come down and, and in the winter they would congregate in front of that heater mm-hmm. and they would change into their mm-hmm. clothes in front of that heater and then just leave yeah. like a pile of clothes in the living room. That would drive me <laughs> mad. And then we had like a powder room on the first floor that sometimes they would change in and just leave. And they didn't even leave them in a pile. It was like the clothes were like scattered as though they were walking and shedding clothing as they walked. And they were just like a, like a string of clothes. And I didn't always see them right away because I didn't go in that area of the house until later in the day. So that would make me nuts. Now that I'm in such a small house, it's kind of feels like less of a problem. I have another question. Do you, um, like, did you ever tell your kids or train your kids like do all clothes get washed after just one wear is that like the basic rule or are uh, jeans and stuff or is it kind of up to the kid it's kind of up to the kid and I will also say that my kids are pretty good at getting multiple uses out of any piece of clothing so I never worry about stuff getting washed too much yeah I would actually worry it's going in the other direction. So my, and I would say I'm the opposite. I feel like my kids, I've worked hard enough to train them to put stuff in the dirty clothes that sometimes they put stuff in there and I'm like, oh, you, you only wore that for like a half a day or. Yeah. Well, and with, with girls, it's, I feel like it's more likely that that happens too. Like yeah. Clara will change her clothes more times than the boys do. The boys will hang stuff on a chair and then put it back on the next day. Okay. They get, they get really attached to like the way a t-shirt feels or like a pair <laughs> of shorts. They want to live and, in it. And they want to live in it. So it's been now I will say William is suddenly really into personal hygiene. He showers super on the reg. Well, he's going into high school. Yeah. Um, he's now I'm kind of have an eye on him because I feel like 
he and Isaac go through way more laundry than yeah. they necessarily need to. But like, they're also getting so old. I don't want to police it too much. Right. I feel like if they think something's dirty, like I should kind of allow that yeah. to be the case. So I just kind of close my eyes and yeah. I just, sw- you know, I just grin and bear it. It's not- whatever the, whatever the metaphor or the analogy is or whatever I'm supposed to be saying here. Yeah. I hear it. I hear you. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about how often are you actually doing loads of laundry? Not right now yeah. when you have a broken dryer, but in your regular life, I know you used to be like a loaded day type of person. Yeah, I was that, always a loaded day type of person. And as part of my was routine. it the same time of the day? How would you decide which load? Well, like, if you're doing a loaded day, it's, it's just I everything. I that's also dirty. yeah, and I don't, I don't, um, I don't uh, separate stuff unless it's like something that needs special care. So okay. if it's like a delicate sweater or like towels, I wouldn't yeah. do with sheets. But I would do towels with sheets, and I would wait till the weekend to do that. Okay. Um, but like I will absolutely wash a pair of jeans with a sweater. So, and I will wash socks with shirts. I don't well, care. I, yeah, I, I, I mix that way. I do color sort and I know you don't have to anymore because most of like, yeah. most, you don't have to, the way things are dyed, it's not quite as necessary, but I think I just like it. I yeah. Like I doing don't, darks and I lights. don't do that at all. I, I, so when I was doing a load a day, it was literally whatever I would wait. Generally speaking until the kids were all in their pajamas. Okay. And then I would take all the clothes that were worn that day and okay. I would throw them in the laundry. Okay. So now would yeah. that load get then dried, folded, and put away like all the same day? Or is it kind of like everything sort of leaking Depending over how, into the next day? Yeah, it would usually depend. So where I was finding what was happening was when I went down to put the stuff in the wash, I would get the previous days out of the dryer, take it upstairs and fold it then. Okay. And then that would be often what the kids grab to wear the next morning. But I would fold everything and stick it on the couch. I didn't because they were already in bed. Yeah. So I wasn't like taking it and putting it away. It would just be sitting and waiting for them to grab and do whatever they wanted to with the next day. So that brings me to my next question. You have a lot of questions. I know. You, and I'm going to really thought this through. I mean, it's so interesting. So is there in the new house, is there like a laundry? I feel like every house has like a laundry purgatory. It's like for clean mm, laundry. I'm talking about yeah. when stuff comes out and maybe it's folded Maybe it's half folded. Yep. And for some people, it's like the corner of the couch. For me, yep, that's it's the corner of my couch. OK, but so for you, for you it's it? the couch. So I fold clothes on my bed. We don't have uh, the laundry is upstairs, but there's no like laundry room. So I bring everything into my bedroom and I the bed is made most. I make my bed most days, not all days, but most days. And so I can dump and a lot of laundry. And I, I love the load a day concept. And sometimes I'm doing a load a day, but in reality, it's more fits and starts. So it's more likely I'm going two or three days without doing a lot without doing laundry and then doing more at once. Not like everything in the house at once, but you know, two or three loads. And so I would dump it all out on the bed. And then I, I almost have like zones when I sort clean laundry, I toss things to different corners of the bed and it's the same each time because then I can fold really fast. So before I fold, like let's say I just dumped a huge basket on the bed. I toss Brian's stuff to like the top left corner because he actually folds and puts away his own. I do I do his laundry, but he does fold and put away his own. And then I have little sections of the bed. It's just it's only a system in my own head. Like nobody else has to yeah. participate in this system, but I like to kind of sort the clean clothes first and then I can focus on folding real quick and taking maybe a stack of clean clothes and we have a bench in our upstairs hallway and I'll line them up on the bench and the kids are supposed to put them away. So yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's not a perfect system. Um, They never are because they keep, because here's the problem. Laundry keeps being dirtied. Yeah. 
So oh, there's yeah. no system that can eliminate that. I was going to ask you, do you remember the last time or can you think of a time when every pretty much every stitch of clothing in your whole house was clean, folded and put away? Um, the put away part. No, no, no. But everything else. Yeah. The laundromat did help with that because yeah. it was like every, literally I'd come back and I would stand in the laundromat and I say would because the last few weeks my brother has been out of town. I've been using his washer and dryer. I should just buy a dang dryer. Why am I stalling on this? Anyway, um, it still felt easier to go to someone else's house and do it, which is dumb because I had to get in the car with my yeah. laundry and go to his house. You're going to be so happy sense. when you have. I know. I know. I just so, and also it's like the least fun thing to spend money on ever. Yeah, agreed. Like I'm not excited about this purchase. What one little bit? Right. I'm like, I and I like really simple appliances. Like mm-hmm. I like things with a like a knob that twists. I don't yeah. care about fancy. digital settings and fancy stuff. So like, yeah. So it's just going to be like the most utilitarian, boring thing that I have to spend hundreds of dollars on, like ever. Anyway. Dry- dryers are cheaper than washers, though, right? Yeah, they are, and, and they're and they're very. Um, they last forever, and they're not. They are not as subject to fancy new inventions. Like they're just. I. That's what I understand about dryers. Is yeah. Like, I don't think. And I need hope, a fancy one. I hope they'll deliver it. That's the other thing that's getting in my way. Yeah. You Wherever I buy it from, there's no way I can take it down my basement stairs. No, no, you. No one would expect you to do that. Do Nobody you? You would? don't have. Sure. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Do you have Lowe's or Home Depot in your retail uh-huh. desert? Yeah, you do. I have both. Okay. I actually have both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we also have like a really good because, you know, Whirlpool, Maytag, right. KitchenAid and all those places are right here. It's all a Whirlpool brand. And so we have a great like repair center that that sells floor models. Yeah. Really cheap. And all I have to do, literally, all I have to do is drive 10 minutes, walk around the showroom floor, pick one, pay them my money and go home and wait for it to be delivered. That's all I have to do, Sarah. I know. But it's one of those things that it's a I, thing. Yeah, it's a thing. I, I relate. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. So sorry, you were asking about my laundry purgatory. It is the corner of my um, sofa. What tends to happen is, okay, so part of the challenge now too is my kids live really independent lives. Yeah. So they're not all standing around the way they were. Like it used to be like, I would be, I would be like folding laundry and the kids would be coming in and out of the room and they were all kind of hovering around me. And I would just be like, you take this, you take that. Yeah, that's kind of how it works in our house. Right. Well, Isaac works all the time. I hardly ever even see him. So yeah. like, he'll come in after his shift at 930 and I'll say, hey, you've got laundry on the couch. And he'll say, uh-huh. And then like he might take it or he might not. Will will well, this is one thing that drives me nuts. They will like rifle through it and pick stuff out. OK. And then just and then take not those do, not and not rest. put the rest away. Yeah. So I sometimes have to rest. So right now there is a basket on my. But I'm just as guilty because I haven't put my stuff away in that. basket. Oh, I'm the yet, worst. So. I'm you know. I'm the total worst about And I like to have stuff. it away. I hate putting it away, but I love the feeling of having it all yeah, away. So me too. I think as soon as we're done here, I'm going to take care of that. It, it does feel so good. You know, ironically, the time when I'm most likely to have all of my own clothes put away and the kids actually is right before we travel, because I know we've talked about packing before and yes. travel, but I have a really hard time packing from um, like a midway through laundry situation. I know oh. it seems like it seems um, efficient to say, I'm going to do a bunch of laundry and then I'll just pack from the piles of folded clothes. But it, for some reason it's really hard for my brain and I need everything put away in the place where it goes and then like stand in my closet and think, okay, what am I going to wear? And everything's there. So, um, that is the biggest motivator for me in putting everything away, including my own stuff is usually right before we travel. And then it's nice because I come home and yeah. Yeah. I'm packing for a trip tonight tonight. Yeah. And I am, I had never really thought about it before you said that. But like for me, I tend to overpack in those situations because 
you're just looking at a basket full of every possibility. And right. it's so easy just to be like, oh, that, yeah, I'll throw that into, why not? I might need that. And the next thing you know, your suitcase weighs a million pounds. And yeah, that's true. You have way too much stuff in it. So I think I'll do the same thing. I think yeah. I'll put everything away. Yeah. Um, well, before we're going to take another break in a minute, but my uh, stay on folding for a second. Like, do you have like, do you enjoy the folding? What's your what's your favorite part of this process? And then your least favorite part? <sighs> my favorite part's folding. Yeah, I love folding, folding and sorting. And actually, one of my favorite things about the, the routine of going to the laundromat I will always try to get like all my dryers in a row. So maybe I've got three dryers and I'll stand and I'll have three baskets lined up on the floor in front of the three um, dryers. Mm -hmm. Plus there's some of the best people watching ever at the laundromat, (laughs) I will also say, but, and I will just stand there um, and I will sort into the baskets and stand there and fold and sort. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. I like folding. I like folding too. I just have, Um, I have trouble with the finishing Power. I don't love the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love the pudding away. Um, and sometimes I'm even bummed when I get to like the last thing to fold because I really <laughs> kind of enjoy it. My least favorite part of the whole process. Absolute least favorite part. Two, actually. One is getting stuff out of the washer and putting it in the dryer. Okay. I feel like it's really hard. Yeah. It wants to stick in there. Yeah. Like it doesn't like to come out. It gets all round up around that thing. It's like yep. all tight. I hate that. And then the other part is I just think in general laundry rooms get really gross mm-hmm. and I'm not motivated to keep it clean. Yeah. Really. Um, especially because mine's in a basement. Yeah. But it gets all linty. Yes. And that and the, there's always like a trash can that's overflowing that yeah. you have to deal with. And like everything's just kind of yucky. Like stuff overflows and makes it sticky. Or it becomes like, a, yes, like the sticky detergent. Or it also can become like a catch-all area yes. for other things. Like the top of my washer and dryer right now, I cannot tell you why the things are up there. There's like four gloves that don't match. And I live in Southern California. Like there's right. the most random stuff on the top of my washer and dryer right now. Cause so, you're probably like, well, I don't want to get rid of these. I might find the match. So, right. but they don't have anywhere and, else to go. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a place where no one's probably looking. So it seems kind of safe. But the next thing you know, you're like, what happened? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. Um, okay, I do have one more question before we take sure. a break. And then in the second half of the show, I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to get like kind of technical. We're going to talk about the detergent we use and like Ooh, okay. what stuff we hang to dry, if anything, and like actually how, you know, the, the functional part of doing laundry. But my question, and this is maybe a semi big one, but you've talked before about how you really like being the laundry doer in your house. Yeah. So tell me about having teenagers and like what where they are in their journey to knowing how to do laundry even if you've made the decision that in your house you're going to do it for various reasons well that's that's a good question okay so isaac does his own like isaac is perfectly capable and happy to do his own laundry um because the dryer is currently not working like he doesn't as often he'll often wash his own stuff and then have it ready for me to take to the dryer when I go to the laundromat and i almost even want to tell him like even that kind of throws my system off yeah because Everything else is being washed and dried. So if I've got yeah. your stuff that's only being dried, like what do I do with it? I mean, it's, it's wet dumb. clothes. It's wet clothes that I don't want sitting around. Yeah. They're heavy. And I don't yeah. want them sitting around in my car and getting all stinky. Yeah. So it's like I, I had to even tell him, like, you're being too independent. Like, yeah. stop. <laughs> Until we have a functional washer and dryer, um, which is and he sleeps. It's in the basement. And he's in his bedroom is in the basement. So that would be super easy for him to keep up with it. So he's he's pretty good about that. Um William could. I don't really want the kids all individually doing their laundry. And it's not just because it's my my last vestiges of mothering them. And, you know, it's it's more that like I feel like it really I don't want to ever go to the washing machine and go to put my stuff in and find that someone else has their like stupid quarter load (laughs) in there. 
And now I have to wait. Like you don't want a bunch of teenage boy roommates is what you're saying. Uh, Exactly. I would way (laughs) rather that just be my domain and that they know how to do it. Or if I say, hey, take this basket and start it. Yeah. Do that. But I don't want them getting working in Mm -hmm. um, their own like getting in my way. I don't want them getting in my way. That's really kind of what it's all about. So for the most part, I'm trying to keep it where I'm the one doing it. Um, It doesn't always work out that way. But, you know, usually. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, my kids are not. Um, I've tried to make sure Allegra and Reed kind of know which buttons to push and, um, yeah. in theory, what to do. And I will say things like, can you put um, what's just done in the washer? Can you put it in the dryer? And we've focused more on, like, they're putting away and keep and putting stuff in the yeah. dirty hamper. So we're, like, at that stage. But It's good for um, them to have the skill, but they don't just because they can have the skill and not use it yet. Right. And I've had that thought about a lot of different things, like when people say, you know, you shouldn't baby your kids and you should... Um, make sure they know how to do things. They can know how, but I can still choose to be the one who does it for now because it right. fits my life better. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa slip-on flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa slip-on flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right, back to laundry. We're going to kind of go get do a deep dive a little bit into some technical stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what type of detergent do you use, Megan? Ooh, good question. Okay. So I like with many products bounce around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the free and clear stuff. And I, I used, I used to use all pretty 
pretty religiously. Um, All was one of the first that really like yes. was free well, and clear, I, right? And I Before. think that's why. I think that's why I started using it. And I, John always had skin like allergies and sensitivities. And God, I can't even remember which kids of mine. A couple of them had some sensitive skin stuff when they were babies. And so I just got in the habit of using those. And then now um, I, I just still tend to gravitate toward those kind of um, laundry detergents. But mm-hmm. I'm not. I like the pods. So do they have the pods for those? They do have all free okay. and clear pods. Yep. Okay. Um, I believe, or I'm getting some kind of free and clear pods. They're free. They're clear. They don't have any smell. Any smell okay. And they have no color in them. Um, I like them just because they're so easy and yeah. you don't have to worry about and over And if you're going under. to the laundromat. Exactly. I'm just <laughs> chucking them in. Um, but I'm not super, I don't know. I'm not like super specific about my laundry detergent. What about you? I use um, Costco's Kirkland brand, uh, their dye-free, fragrance-free. So their equivalent. Of, okay. It's just Kirkland, which is the Costco generic. I like it because it's a huge container. And I'm not going to the laundromat, so it just sits on top of the washer. Yeah. Um, when, you know, when I had babies, it was when, like, Dreft, it's Dreft, right? Is yes, the baby Dreft. one, remember that? And I just, it was like, it was so fun to think I could buy something just for baby clothes. Yes, but then I remember I feel that. like every new mom, you use it on, like, the first round of baby clothes. And then you realize, like, first of all, this is really inconvenient because babies make so much laundry and yeah, the and likelihood of keeping bottles. it separate, yeah. you know, yes. like from everything else in the house. So then right around then was when I switched. And that was when there was more availability. Seventh generation was becoming big and, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, different, um, just different, more natural detergents. So I was like, as long as what I'm using doesn't have a ton of dye or color, I think we're good. So I used yeah. Draft for like a hot minute. But yeah, the Kirkland brand has done us done us well for many years now it's one of the things at costco that i just it's it's cheap and it's a big container and it does what i need it to do um do you use are you a fabric softener or dryer sheets i don't use any dryer sheets. you do use dryer sheets it gets very staticky here in the summer in the winter okay i don't and i like the way they smell which Mm -hmm. totally i mean i know that eliminates like completely eliminates the whole point of the the free and clear yeah detergent but I just really like dryer sheets. And I know that there's a lot of, I don't know, there's some controversy out there, controversy about whether they're necessary or are they just like an environmental hazard. Um, but I do like them. I often tear them in half. I do think a whole one is a little bit of overkill. Okay. So I'll tear them in half and use one per load. Um, but I do like them. I don't I don't think anyone's judging you for dryer sheets. I actually didn't even know they might there was. be right now. Well, that's all right. Um, we can handle a little bit of judgment. <laughs> a little bit that's judgment. the worst. I used to use dryer sheets a long time ago. And then I, at some point I stopped and I don't think we have the, the static issue that you do in the winter. And I also don't use fabric softener. Is that a thing? Do you use fabric softener? I have never used fabric softener Me neither. because all I remember is growing up with that commercial where the woman forgot to add the fabric softener. And then she's like freaking out. Remember that commercial? <laughs> I forgot to add the fabric softener. I don't and think it was so. like this cartoon lady. And she's like, Flying through the house, freaking out. And I think that was one of, I think that commercial came from the first dryer sheet. I think that that's where that originated from. Mm-hmm. It might've been bounce. I'll have to look this up. And then um, who's, which one is the bear? Like the snuggy bear or whatever. Is that? That's fuzzy. fuzzy. Oh, she's snug. It's snug, snuggy, snuggle. right? Well, snuggles is the bear. Snuggles. That's bounce. I think. Is it? Okay. No, it might. I don't, I'm gonna have to look this up. Um, But so I think that was like, I just had this idea growing up that fabric softener was very outdated okay. oh it's snuggle it's yeah. called snuggle snuggle the bear and the and this the, the uh, fabric softener is actually called snuggle i know there are people who'll still use it i know i can tell when people 
use a lot of scented stuff in their mm-hmm. laundry and I think their laundry smells really good yeah and it smells totally different <laughs> I from agree. yours the synthetic laundry smell is actually a very pleasant smell it is might a not very be good for smell. us but no um so I'm like kind of attracted to that but like I was never going to remember to add another like add it to a different cycle yeah. or like I, I feel like it was one of those things that just made more work for women yeah. really yes. so yes. <laughs> yeah never got into that no me no. neither I haven't but I was just curious um okay so we need to talk this is this is one that I feel like I don't know what you're going to say, but I was on vacation recently and my sister-in-law, Brian's sister, we were talking about swimsuits. Brian's mom was doing some laundry and she said, oh, can I put the swimsuits in the dryer? And I was like, oh no, we don't put any swimsuits in the dryer. And my sister-in-law was like, what? I put all swimsuits in the dryer. So that is just an example of if we don't compare notes, we don't know what anybody's doing. So what do you hang to dry or do you put everything in the dryer? Um, okay. This is where we're going to talk about ideals and realities. Okay. Okay. First of all, we rarely actually launder swimsuits. Okay. I will say that happens very rarely. And I've never been like a hardcore swimmer who is laundering stuff so often that it would break the elastic down. Or I know that's a thing. Right. Putting it in the dryer is, is bad for the elastic. Is, but what if it's all sandy though? You just So what we do when my kids get out of the, when they get, you know, come home from the beach. Okay. They get right into the shower. They okay. take their swimsuits off in the shower. Yes. Rinse them out in the shower. Got or it. sometimes they'll take them sometimes they'll take them out to the front porch and put them right. out there. So they'll get a good rinse. Yeah. But they don't and we are in our swimsuits a lot in the summer and I just I just don't feel like it's no. a thing. And they'll probably go in the wash like once every couple of weeks. So and that then, makes total you know. sense to me. I have zero I mean that it doesn't make it does, uh, what am I trying to say? I'm not saying that is not clean. I feel like I'm not good at managing that. Like I feel like my kids' swimsuits end up I don't know. They end up in the laundry. And then by that point, they're crumpled up and wet. And I feel like they do need to be washed. And so for mine, if I let my, I always feel like for me, isolating into a shower is the best thing. Otherwise, sand gets everywhere. And I'm sort of phobic about sand being everywhere. So like, I really try to contain the sand. Yeah. Um, So to me, like having them hanging in the shower, it just makes more sense. And then we're going to use it in two days and they're just going to grab it and throw it back on. Or you can hang it out in the sun. Like putting anything out in the sun cleans it. Oh, totally. So, totally. yeah. What about workout and bras and other elastic? That's the stuff. Okay. So I throw all of my workout stuff in the washer and I dry it in the dryer. I don't worry about that at all. Um, okay. My bras, I used to be really, really good about putting them in a lingerie bag for washing and then hanging them to dry. And I just, everything's been so much more chaotic that I've been bad, really bad about remembering to do that. So, so do they go, they go in the washer like normal and then in the dryer yeah. like normal. And I don't, I don't wash my bras very often. Is that gross? No, I, just I don't, don't think so. How often? Let's talk about it though. Cause I don't, yeah. I don't either. I don't like, I mean, I mean, I get at least three or four uses out of a bra. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. At least. And sometimes I'll give it a quick hand wash and then just hang it in the bathroom. That's actually the better thing for me. I think the problem is anytime something goes into the washing machine, I lose track of it. Yeah. And so it's really great to think I'm going to go dig it back out and then like hang it. But then the reality is I'm going to be switching the laundry really quickly when I'm in a hurry or something else is going on. I'm just not going to. So I don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm the same with bras. I get several wears out of, and I have a few in rotation and I, I don't have a certain like number of wears after right. which I wash it. It's just instinctual, but I definitely get a few to several wears out of each one. I, I'm not picky about how stuff goes in the washer. I wash everything in the washer, but I, I don't dry. I, I take a lot of stuff out to hang dry. And I think I, I don't know. I, in Arizona stuff dried so quickly, it was really easy and convenient to hang stuff to dry. So I hang dry all of my, Ooh, bless me. 
workout. Bless you. Thank you. All of my workout. <laughs> bless clothes. me, Sarah. Bless you. Oh. You have been blessed. <laughs> Thank you. I, I yeah, so hang blessed. dry, all swimsuits, all bras, all, all workout clothes of any kind. Of you, mine. So you hang workout mm-hmm. clothes. I don't. I have a lot of workout clothes. Um, you know, I'm a Fabletics subscriber. Yeah, I do. And I also do this thing in the summer where I wear workout clothes all the time, basically. Yeah. I try to find ways to layer them so they don't look like workout clothes so I can wear them to like radio work and stuff. But they're that's what they are. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to remember like what I got really sweaty, what I didn't. And I feel like the safest thing is just to throw it all in the wash. And I know well, I do I'm throw it in the wash. Them. It goes in the oh, washer. Right. You just don't. Yeah, dry them. I just don't. And, dry yeah. Them. I drape the them thing, over the banister. You know how my upstairs yeah. like so I have two long banister railings. Yes. And I just hang like they're my clotheslines. So I have so stuff I, hanging over there all the time. I will say that there, your your setup is really very geared to that, and mm-hmm. mine is not. I right. mean, I would be. I grew up um, within a house with a Michigan basement. My house is a little nicer than a Michigan basement. And for people who don't know what a Michigan basement is, it <laughs> I just, don't. It's just a junky basement. Yeah. I, I don't even. It's just like a basement that's not. It's not a cell. It's not like a dirty cellar. But it's also not a nice finished basement. Right. So we call it a Michigan basement. And I don't really know what makes it a Michigan basement, but it just is. Um, They're humid. They're damp. And I grew up in a house where one time, like, I think our dryer broke. And for two months, my mom hung all of our clothes to dry in the basement. And nothing ever got dry. It never got dry. And it was all stiff and weird. And so I just, that's not going to work for me. And now I do have, in my backyard, I have a nice big backyard. And I have, like... Not the line itself, but I have a clothes pole. Like I have a, uh-huh. so I could put a clothesline, and I've thought about it because there are times when I could easily go hang stuff out to dry, yeah. and it would be pleasant. And I love that this kind of domesticity of yeah, that yeah. and the, the throwback nature of it. I just yeah. haven't gotten around to doing it, and I'm guessing at this point this year I probably won't. And then yeah. that season for me would be over by September, and yeah. we've had a we had a lot of rain in June, yeah. so that would have been dumb. Yeah, that that would be hard with weather. And and because my house is so small, there's no place else to hang anything. There's really right. no place like upstairs I could hang stuff where it wouldn't just be everywhere and in the way so I just don't I had one of those um from college on I think it was Allison's one of those collapsible hanging things and I really liked that because when I was when I was a dancer I was I was air drying all of my dance clothes because it really would the dryer would just wreck it forever leotards and tights and the colors would fade and the elastic was shot so maybe that's why too it's not it doesn't seem super extra to me to hang stuff to dry I actually, I kind of like it in the way you've talked about liking laying your hands on every piece of clothing. I feel like when yeah. I pull wet stuff to go in the dryer, I'm like kind of manually inspecting for that couple of minutes and pulling out stuff to hang dry. So I probably hang dry 20% of what's in our house between swim, workout, and even some of my tops, like some of my just nicer yeah. tops that like they don't need to be dry cleaned and I don't like to hand wash. So I don't really want to hand wash, but I will I will hang dry if I think it's going to save or add life to a piece of clothing. And when I um, when I cloth diapered, I always hung to dry and okay. I had one of those little uh, I didn't hang the I didn't hang the prefold diapers themselves, but anything that had elastic in it or any of the covers because mm-hmm. yeah, they're all yeah, yeah. plasticized. Yep. Those all got hung on one of those little white like I can see it in my mind's eye right now, mm-hmm. like a little white. It was like a little um, like a carousel. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, mine was like a. Oh, it like it was more like a like an accordion. accordion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. That's funny. Well, yeah. And I guess in, in terms of hanging stuff to dry, if you're doing a couple things, it's just not that much harder to do more, which I think right. is how I've now I, I hang dry quite a bit because I'm already lo- on the lookout for what needs to be hung up. So I might as well. If, if I think the dryer is going to be harsh on something, I'll just hang it up. 
Yeah. Um, okay, I have a few more. We're still here. Okay, okay. Um, do you remember when your boys were back to back to back, like ages and sizes in clothes? Was it hard or did you have strategies for keeping stuff straight? Because I feel like that would be hard. I have girl, boy, girl, and my girls are almost five years apart. So sizes, it's not hard to see whose underwear is who. But do you remember those days? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> how did you did they share socks or did you have like uh, how well, did you keep track? So socks, I've never. So I had systems. OK, yeah, that's the part I want is the systems. And for a couple of years, well, no, actually for a good long chunk of time, five to seven years, the system was I, there was this brand of socks. Like I think it was the gold toe ones. OK. And you could buy them with one stripe, two stripes or three stripes. And I think it was based on size, like the oh, bigger okay. ones had three stripes. So the funny thing is I had to fudge it a little bit because whatever kid was wearing the three stripe socks wasn't actually quite big enough for those yet. <laughs> you're, and like, like, you're, you're a three. But I was like, you're a three striper now. <laughs> and I did that for a while. I actually it was a long time. What's happened since is that everyone now has their own sock. I will say personality, their oh, own yes. sock type mm-hmm. and they don't follow my rules anymore. <laughs> um, William likes to wear man socks like he will. So when, you know, when, when we were sharing a household with John, he was always digging John socks out and mm-hmm. wearing them and that would make John crazy. And Owen doesn't like to wear matching socks and he only <laughs> likes crazy socks. Uh-huh. So he wouldn't wear like if I bought him plain old gold toed socks right. and expected him to wear matches and pairs, he never would. OK, so that didn't it's just all it all fell apart about three or four years ago. So now we used to have this huge sock basket that everyone would pick through. And I really, we moved to really scale that down. And now it's in this much smaller, like metal container that I had, like a metal basket, which is probably supposed to be hanging on a wall someplace holding fruit or something. Like, I think I bought it. <laughs> I think I bought it. I don't know, like from Ikea or something. Right. But now it holds the socks and there's, I just have very few pair and I just wash them up more. Like yeah. I, the fewer socks, the better I have found. And I go through it pretty regularly to check for holy socks because yeah. my kids will unabashedly wear socks that are absolutely trashed when they have an abundance of oh, perfectly nice socks to choose from. They'll wear them. Like remember the old Bugs Bunny commercial or um, cartoons with like the Hatfields and McCoys like the Southern kind of. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. So they, they would have like a big ratty straw hat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the jeans that are like mid calf yeah. and they're all torn off at the bottom. And they always had their toes. Yes. Yes. Hanging out of the ends of their shoes. That's how my kids would walk around if I let them with their toes absolutely hanging out of their socks That's so funny. to the point where there's like almost no point of even wearing socks. Yeah. Like, why do you even have those on your feet? <laughs> So it's a struggle. It's a struggle. And it's, that's one of those things. It's just active management. There's no getting around it. Like yeah. I can't, there's no system that's going to override my kids quirks when it comes to socks. What about and, and, an underwear? Yeah. To some degree. Um, that's gotten way better. William is definitely his, in his own size. I buy him his own brand. Okay. But um, so that's was really easy. I can pull those out and whatever, but Owen and Isaac's underwear look very similar yeah. to me. They're both like these oddly teeny boxer briefs. I know Isaac's 18 and Owen's 12, but they shrink down. Like yeah. when you get them out of the wash, they yeah. kind of all look the same to me. And I have to sometimes study them to tell whose underwear is whose. Which don't you find that kind of annoying? Like I, th- we have a few sets of things where it drives me bananas that I have to like look up close. And I've thought about yes. okay, the next time I purchase... I'm going to go color coding. I don't know what I'm going to do. Allegra's you know getting... what? I tried that and I keep forgetting. Yeah, exactly. 
Allegra is getting to where her socks and underwear could be mine, but that's not as hard because I know my own clothes. Yeah. And you know, it's just, you it's not the same yeah. as having like a whole bunch of little boys like you did. And then because and, of the yeah. spacing of my kids, it hasn't been an issue, but I feel like even a listener asked us about that one time when we did a clothing episode, like, well, yeah, I yeah. tried to color code underwear and the problem is the store without fail, <laughs> the store won't have the color you hope to get. Yeah at some point in like the, you're gonna the go there in the right kid. size yeah they're gonna have only that color in the other kid's size like every time i've tried to implement a sock or underwear system like that it's it can be fail proof for a little bit mm-hmm. but it always falls apart in the end always yeah. so mm-hmm. i'm contemplating a color so for our school uniforms the kids socks just have to be white gray or black like it's not that big a deal they could be any style but no crazy colors and i was contemplating because i don't think the kids care about this color of their socks having like literally one kid be a gray sock person one kid right. be a black sock person um because Rita and allegra well all of them athletic socks look like athletic socks even though they're all right. basically different sizes so i was thinking i haven't executed that plan but um okay and clara wears mostly like the little sports socks like the little yeah. no shows and those are easy like those are those easy. are they're easy um okay i have a question do you have any laundry like dirty secrets like things that oh. don't get washed as often as they should or Things that like you'd be mildly embarrassed if someone peeked behind the curtain of your laundry habits. I'm gonna ask you to say it in front. Uh, of I know. Of well, I'm. I'm. Hmm. I mean, I, I can go. First I don't follow you... any rules. Okay. That's just my. I, I guess <laughs> if I had to say like my dirty secret is, I wash stuff on whatever temperature I feel like washing it on at the moment. <laughs> I very rarely use bleach. Like very rarely. I'm not even sure I I know how to accurately use bleach. I have tried using bleach and by reading the label and following instructions yeah. a few times, but I don't, I'm not a regular, we didn't even talk about stain removing. No, we That's didn't. Like Cause whole, I'm terrible. At yeah. It. I'm not I don't, good at it I don't remove them. I don't either. I like, they just don't get removed. And I've tried things like borax and vinegar washes and all of those things like have their place and I'll try them all. And like, even with things like, um, with things like the choosing a temperature, I usually just stick with warm to yeah. me. That feels like, it's not going to shrink most things, but it probably is going to get things cleaner than cold. Yeah. And sometimes I'll put on cooler cold if it's like like shirts yeah. or something or bras or something like that where I really want to protect more. But again, I tend to not separate stuff like that out. So it's like you have to make that judge like that, that snap judgment based on the whole yeah. big picture. And so I just whatever if like the socks are a little more stinky, then I might separate the socks out and put them in with the towels and do the whole thing on hot. Yeah. But like. But I'm not. I I just never have really mastered that whole art, and I don't care. Yeah, and your laundry is coming out just fine. It's fine. I mean, you're yeah. not. I think you and I are the same with like the stain removing thing. We're not. We're not usually dealing with clothing that's so valuable or expensive that it's right. worth our time and energy trying to get a stain out. It's either yeah. going to be a kid's going to wear it stained, or we're going to throw it, it away or buy that, a new one. <laughs> exactly. No, totally. And honestly, it's worked for me. Like I don't feel like I spend. I don't feel like I spend um, an inordinate amount replacing clothes. I don't feel like my kids no. look like slobs. And I don't feel like I've spent too many hours in my life thinking about laundry either. Yeah. Those things all have to balance out, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I was going to ask quickly about linens because one of my dirty secrets is I feel like I changed sheets a lot when my kids were really tiny because there were diaper blowouts in the crib yeah. or somebody was sick. But I feel like they're kind of at this stage now where if someone doesn't barf or pee in their bed, you I could go a really long time or, or I, we have a yeah. guest. So like those are the things that prompt it, right? Like someone is we have a guest in that room. Obviously, I'm going to put clean sheets on the bed. 
um, someone has some kind of sickness or accident. Um, but if they don't for a while, I sometimes think, oh, I when should was probably, the last time like, I, yeah. I don't do linens on Sundays. Like I don't change the sheets every week. I don't either. Okay. And I used to be in a good like every two week pattern. It wasn't I don't I don't know that it was always every week, but I think I was in a good like every other Sunday. I would just do a major like strip all the beds and do all the laundry thing. Right. And I've kind of fallen out of that. Now I will go in. This is terrible. I will go in and like pick up one end of the sheet and shake it really hard to get like sand off of it because because <laughs> and I'll smell it. It doesn't smell bad. The kids are going to bed clean like, yeah. you know, but like yeah. sometimes Clara will go lay in her bed with sand on her feet yes. while she's waiting yes. for the shower to be available or whatever. And so it gets kind of sandy and gritty. And I don't know. I, I don't, it doesn't smell bad. Like she's not dirty. I'm really yeah. not. I think we have an, an unhealthy obsession with cleanliness yeah. in this country sometimes. So I'm fine with it. And I know when it's time for my sheets to be clean. And that usually triggers cleaning all the rest of the yeah. sheets. So I'll be in my bed. Like, you know, it's been a while since I've swapped these out. Yeah. It's time to do it. I might as well do Clara's and then I'll tell the boys to bring me theirs. And yeah. But I sometimes don't even know if they actually do when I tell them to or like if they're actually even putting clean sheets on the back right. on the bed. It's better. <laughs> I feel for them to have marginal sheets on the bed than for them to lay on a bare mattress, which yeah. they totally will yeah. if I don't watch it really closely. Yeah. So that's so funny. All that is to say I'm not the best. Well, my only other dirty secret that I had in mind is I have this laundry basket that has clean sheets okay. in it that have come out of the dryer from... You know, like maybe we set up the pullout couch one time or like they're not from any one individual's bed. They're like other spare clean sheets that have been used. Maybe they were used for, I don't know, a fort or anything, but they are clean. They have come out of the dryer and they are in a laundry basket in the laundry room. And I just don't ever, ever fold them or put them away. It's like Mm -hmm. my linen closet is actually just a laundry basket. If I if someone peed their bed tonight and I needed to change, I wouldn't go to a linen closet. I would go to this one jumble in a laundry basket. And it would take me seriously five to 10 minutes to fold all that stuff and put it away. And I do have lovely cupboards upstairs that are there for yeah. sheets. And I, I just don't do it. It's so you know what's funny about that? In my old house, I had no closet space. Like none. Okay. It was terrible. It was a big house, but the closet space was awful. So I had a separate laundry basket set aside just for sheets. Yeah. And I do like to fold sheets. I don't like them in the jumble because I feel like they're not, I can't tell if they're clean or not. Yeah, I, I know. Confused. I know. It's not good. Um, so <laughs> I would fold them and pair them um, and then put them in a laundry basket and stick them in a corner of my bedroom. So now I, I have great closets in this house, but no place to stash an extra yeah. basket. It's like, yeah. so now what I end up doing is like putting a, a laundry basket full of clean sheets in a closet. Oh, that's so funny. Is, kind of dumb but like it works and I don't care it's more mobile and they are folded and it looks nice to me and then I can tell if they're clean or not just at a glance which is otherwise problematic so I don't even you know what I should do is I should have one less laundry basket it's like if I didn't have that laundry basket if it wasn't an option to put it there I would have to put them away but it's just this old spare laundry basket that's the de facto linen closet (laughs) um all right. I'm kind of good. Is it? good have we, have we, yeah, I think I'm laundried out. Now I have to go actually do laundry. Do some. Oh, and before we actually wrap up, let's talk about Cue It Up. That's our segment at the end of every show where we recommend an episode, an oldie but goodie from the archives. And I picked, um, remember that time we went through our personality profiles on the podcast? Yes. This we could do the really Enneagram fun. and the Myers-Briggs. We did. So it's a two-part series. It's from July of 2016, and it's episodes 57 and 58. And what we did, the first one, we talk about kind of personality tests in general and like 
what we think about them, how we've responded to them over the years. And then in the follow-up, in episode 58, we actually reveal our Enneagram types and our Myers-Briggs types. And if you haven't taken those or you're not into it, I think the the whole two-part series is fun. The first part would kind of give you the foundation. And then if you do like to compare notes and hear about other people's personality types, then the second one is where we kind of go into that. But it was fun. Yeah, that was really, really fun. And we found out I've had so many people take all those same tests now. Yes. And, and I feel yeah. like that was two exactly two years ago. And I think even since then, I feel like the Enneagram bandwagon continues to yes. get bigger. And everyone's always loves to talk about Myers-Briggs. And we have so many new listeners since then. So if you're a personality test lover and haven't listened to those, it's 57 and 58 from July 2016. Just scroll back in your podcast app and cue those up. Super all right, fun. guys, we'll be back with you soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. 